Hello. Oh, pop. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Split the Screen. Uh, today is the 7th of January 2021. I am your host with the least. Because, you know, I would say host with the most, but that's arrogant. And I would never, ever be arrogant. Uh, I know never. me. I'm a, I'm a Twitch streamer. Nothing arrogant or, uh, you know, up their own ass about a Twitch streamer. Um, but yeah, I'm Ben Ostwick, aka Biggest Benis, and I'm joined by the one, the only, the legend, uh, Ed Nightingale. That's very kind of you, thank you. Yeah, got to make you uh, make it sound like somebody important is on this podcast. Someone knows what they're doing, someone's Ed's planned this. Yeah. This is Ed, who is a games journalist. Indeed. Bloody hell. What's, uh, <laughs> what was the last uh, article that you wrote? Somebody, like, I think somebody unearthed an article of yours from a year ago or something. Yes, um, there was a tweet earlier from Gaming Mag, um, a little article on sort of long distance relationships in gaming, which was sort of about myself and my partner, um, which I wrote uh, a year ago when lockdown started. I say, isn't he in the living room now? He is, but he was in Italy. So we, we were in long distance in different countries. Um, but also the latest stream of Spotlight is up today. So <gasps> go have a read of that. Who's, who is it? Uh, a Quarter Ghost. Oh, I didn't even know you were... Oh, you Kept that one from me. I'd snuck that one out, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and read that one out. Please love, do. Love Ian. Okay, well, yeah, welcome. This is, uh, if you haven't heard us before, this is Split the Screen. We talk about video games, games we've been playing, gaming news, and then we're going to be talking a bit later about our favourite games this year because it is the first podcast of 2021. Uh, how was your new year, Ed? Uh, it was good. Um, Christmas and New Year was generally very quiet. Um, obviously, no seeing family for pretty much the first time ever. But the silver lining of that was actually being able to host my own Christmas and decide what I want to eat and put on the menu and uh, just have a very forced, relaxed time, which was very much what I needed. So it was quiet, but in, in a good way. How is it back at work now? Is it just... Uh stressed it's it's a it's a thrill um and uh it's luckily quite slow so uh that's a good thing yeah. I had a good how day. about your new, new year? year yeah my new year was good i uh, chilled with uh with twitch and then had some gin and i don't remember anything else but i remember having to take two days off uh streaming but sounds like a now great time <gasps> however tomorrow uh, not tomorrow tomorrow i'm taking a day off which is unusual for a friday because that's Ooh. friday night wrestling yeah. But on Saturday, that is going to be my annual 24-hour stream for celebrating four years on Twitch. I've been Congratulations. For I've been streaming for four years. Thank you. It's, four uh, years, four heads. Perfect. How dare you. Yeah. <laughs> four heads. I wish I had that many. Now, um, I was, uh, yeah, oh God, it's a lot has happened in this four years. It's been a, a wild ride. But I'm going to do 24 hours. going to be raising money for Mermaids, a UK charity and uh that help um well let me go and read the exact thing out because i don't like to miss anything off it um where it is there we go um mermaids yeah they support trans non-binary and gender diverse children and young people in the uk along with their families if you go to biggestbenis.com slash mermaids you can see all of the stretch goals it is already open now uh 170 pounds has been raised already just from me like like just filling in the details and starting the campaign but the 24 hour stream is when I'm going to really uh, hopefully raise some money. And every 250 pounds, I'm going to do some ring fit. Well, I'll believe that when I see it. Hey, 
You know I do Ring Fit. I know you do Ring Fit. How? Yeah, is that the game that we're going to be talking about? You're going to be talking about how great and how much you're enjoying Ring Fit? I mean, no. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. Um, no, we're, we're, we're doing uh, Ring Fit every, every day, which I'm doing first thing in the morning, which I am struggling with. I, I, I find it really hard to fit exercise into a schedule because I, I work full time and then in the evening I'm just, I'm too tired you know, I'm too lazy. I just want to sit on the sofa and eat at the end of the day. So I'm trying to do it first thing in the morning when I'm barely awake and feeling faint from not eating breakfast yet. So uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, I do it at night because, well, I don't know. I've been, I've done it in the morning if I've woken up in time. Uh, so I've been mainly doing it in the evening. Which never happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be great because I'm not streaming. So I'm just going to get up when I want. Then I can go and do it and, and we'll see. I might do more than uh, one level as well what's that two minutes uh four like it's weird it's like you've gone and burned off I've, i do like a whole level i'm a sweaty mess and it's like you've burned off 26 calories I'm like i'm pretty sure <laughs> that's not correct um i'm pretty sure i've burned off more than 26 calories especially now my my pectorals are uh, aching slightly oh very nice yeah, yeah i love it when, when, when you when, when, <laughs> i love it when you check your pulse and you're like sweating and everything else and it's like you've done moderate exercise you're like moderate yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was tough uh i remember i did one uh yeah I, I measured my i did one level and i measured it and it was like your heart rate's like really low moderate and then i did another <laughs> level and it was like whoa it's really <laughs> sit down you have a heart attack <laughs> yeah yeah so luckily uh but it's it, ring fit is a lot of fun if you can actually get it because i think it's really hard to uh, buy right now it find. is but it's a good way of doing exercise it's you know the only way to get me to do exercise is to make a video game out of it so uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of working i feel i feel better for doing it i'll say that much yeah i once went to the gym and they had this was like 10 years ago and they had these like two exercise bikes with a video on it and you were cycling and the faster you were cycling you know it was like a, a race between them and it was like, I think they were just trying to show off or they were just, it wasn't there like as a permanent fixture. There was just, and there was somebody next to it. So I think they were just trying to show this cool thing and you could probably buy it, I imagine. But I remember Dave and I went on it and I get very, very competitive <laughs> and I nearly made myself sick. Like I was passing out close at the end of it because I was like, I am going to win. And uh, like really was a little bit uh, too over enthusiastic. I it. would be very similar, I think. <laughs> We'd make each other sick. Let's not do that. No. Anyway, <laughs> video games. Have you been playing any video games that have made you feel sick? Uh, not sick. I did cry at a video game uh, over <sighs> Christmas. Was um, it? Uh, what, what video game made you cry? It was a game that I believe you're going to talk about. So I'm going to let you talk about that. Ghost um, of Tsushima. But uh, <laughs> definitely Ghost of Tsushima. Um, <laughs> I think the good thing about Christmas, though, is that it has allowed me to catch up on a lot of games that I've missed um, you know, that were on the backlog or a couple of new games that I was very lucky to get from Santa this year um, and some indies that I've missed out on. So I've had nothing to do but play video games, which has been very relaxing and very fun. So, Perfect. yeah. What's been splitting your time, Ben? Oh, I like that. Um, I've been playing. <laughs> so, yeah, the game that I've been playing, it didn't make me cry, but oh, my God, it was overwhelming and powerful. It was uh, If Found, which is a game by yes. Annapurna Interactive. Uh, I must thank uh, Kelsey very, very much for providing me with a copy. And I gave away two copies as well. Um, and I know a couple of people ended up buying it as well. So there's a whole bunch of us who've played this and 
have opinions on it. And yeah, I've got to say, when it started, I wasn't too enthused. I was like, okay, we're re it's reading. I, was, I thought it was maybe a little cheap way of telling the story. Reading, not your forte. No, I was like, well, I'm going <laughs> to, if I want to read, I'll get a book. But that lasted for about, you know, no, honestly, for about 15, 20 minutes, I was like, I'm just not sure if I'm getting into this. I'm not getting into this, but I don't know. But then everything from about 15, 20 minutes, when you, once you kind of understood the style, what you were doing, who the characters were, I felt myself just being drawn into the story so quickly. Yeah, very and then go went right all the way to the end without stopping. Um, I actually, some people said it was two to three hours. I did it in an hour and a half. Because I'm one of those people that reads a book. I, I can't read a book, sorry. Because if I read a book, I'll be reading one page and my eyes will quickly flip over to the other page and see what's <laughs> happening. Like I, I want to rush through it and, you know, I, I, I'm absolutely terrible. I'm actually worse than my dog when it comes to like anticipation of something. I going to say, I'm worse than my dog at reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was reading, um, but I was like going through it quite quickly. But it's still, oh, I mean... Not just visually, visually stunning. It's a story with a trans narrative, um, a second one with the, you know, a second pretty popular game. Uh, that's, I don't, it's not as popular as Tell Me Why, but it's still been on quite a few people's radars and I've seen it on a bunch of top 10 lists. And it, so it tells that story. It does include uh, like some trauma, rejection, which it's like, can we have a trans character maybe that doesn't? And I was kind of worried about 20 minutes before, I'm not going to spoil it, but I was kind of worried that the storyline was going to go along the lines of how a lot of the cheap ones are, but it doesn't. Yes. And it really, really impressed me. And they kept adding new stuff. So it's not just reading a journal and crossing things out. You do have actual dialogue in there. And when, like during the dialogue, like the vibrations from the controllers and like the music that just starts blasting like some of the music is phenomenal the music's brilliant yeah. like i really didn't expect that because I, I was going to play it like on the sofa without headphones and you know while we we're watching something on tv don't do that 100 percent, do not do that because the music i had the music and it gets really loud as well like it's not just um like i just felt overwhelmed in certain parts of it like just how powerful the story was the music added to it immensely um like it, for me, music in a video game is one of the most important things in a game. Absolutely, it can absolutely. change it, and uh, yeah, it really, yeah, it's just brilliant. If found, go and play yeah. it. I love it, that it's. Uh, it is. It is. I love that it's sort of erasing the notebook as you go. So it's sort of tying into this idea of identity and sort of mm. who you were, who you are, and and playing into that. And um, I mean, no spoilers, but there were some letters as part of the narrative, which was the bit that sort of choked me up a little bit um mm. i think it's as much as it's a trans narrative i think there are themes in it that anyone in the lgbt community will relate to in some way um yeah. so it's a very touching very human story so yeah it was also it the first game me. that i've played that involved a lot of irish culture and irish language and Ooh, yeah yeah i don't think i've ever played a game that involved so much because i was playing that game and i was like this is an irish game and uh, that was really nice much, I mean, and they give you little, little translations and yeah. Pronounce, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was one and I, I looked at it and it says, it's, it, was this, it was like Oiki Malaki or whatever. And it was like <laughs> pronounced E-O. I'm like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it, made me, uh, it made me chuckle. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting language to learn. Yeah. 
but you've also been playing can I just say Pony in the chat who also is playing it said I had no idea the Irish language is so different before this game it is yeah like you'll they'll spell something and then you with your traditional uh, like pronunciation of these letters pronounce it completely different to Irish I mean I believe it's Gaelic not Irish but I know Gaelic I read that Gaelic Gaelic is the sport and Gaelic is also a language in they speak in Scottish but in Ireland, the actual language is Irish. Oh, okay. Don't listen to me then. Apologies. No, that, that's what I've been... Well, I read that, uh, that like, apparently some people can get offended by it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, all the Don't Irish listen people listening, I do apologise on behalf of Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Typical English imperialist pig. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ed, uh, what have you been playing? Um, loads of things, but there were two that I wanted to, that I wanted to chat about. Um, the first of which I got for Christmas from Santa, uh, which is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, now you might have noticed from the last few weeks that I am definitely a big Zelda fan. So anything Zelda, I am definitely all over. Um, and the first Hyrule Warriors that originally was on the Wii U and then was released on the Switch, I only played in sort of September, October last year. Um, so it was quite fresh in my memory before I played Age of Calamity. It is that the first game is very button mashy. Um, it's very mindless combat. Um, and I sort of liked it because it's Zelda, but it has this weird story that is just an excuse to tie together different Zelda eras and timelines and characters that's all brought together by some some new characters that they shoehorn in who are of course like big titty anime women which makes no sense in the Zelda <laughs> universe um they know who they're appealing to right <laughs> yeah and uh a lot of the battles are it's like big it's because it's like a sort of uh, dynastic warriors muzu kind of game and it's all these huge battles that have you pinging around the map um, and there's time limits and it's quite stressful trying to like get to your, to the targets in time. Um, so it was fun, but it, it had its flaws. And what I like about Age of Calamity is that they've really um, taken that on board and tweaked a lot of, a lot of things. So um, the story is, is a prequel to Breath of the Wild and explains what happens in the run up to that game. Um, and in some cases it's done well, in some cases it's not. They have made a few odd decisions. Um, I think it takes a bit of the mystery out of Breath of the Wild, which is one of the oh. things I really liked about it. Um, and it sort of takes takes that away a little bit. And uh, there's a new little guardian character who is essentially like R2-D2 who pops up right at the <laughs> beginning, which is, seems very out of place to me. Um, but I like that it does tie into Breath of the Wild. Um, and because there's more of a focus on the story, it means the missions are much more focused as well. They're smaller maps, much more focused, um, less time limits. So it's much more about exploring and, and having a bit more space, which is good. Um, it looks great. The frame rate isn't great, I must say. Um, but it's using the Breath of the Wild engine. So it looks great. It sounds great. And a lot of the links to to Breath of the Wild are, are what really makes this game um, in good ways and bad ways. And some some bigger ways, it it's not, like I say, it sort of takes the subtlety out. And there are cool things like, oh, you get to play as the champions. So you've got Rivali who can fly and is just as much of an arsehole as you might expect. Um, 
Daruk is a character that exists that I never play as. Um, Mifa is super cool with all these like water powers, and then Abosa and her like fifty abs comes along and comes along and clicks her fingers for some lightning, which is like Shiva Final Fantasy style, which makes my little gay heart jump for joy. Um, so it's really really fun playing as the champions, but then you also get to play as Hestu, who is the little the, or the big Korok with the maracas, um, mm. who they've also given a voice to, and I'm like this is just weird like that doesn't make sense to me um so a few weird decisions like that that sort of make it feel like it's a slightly cheaper kind of zelda game it doesn't quite live up to breath of the wild but it's it's a really fun game for what it is and it's got a lot of really nice little parallels and and links right um to breath of the wild like it the way you choose the missions is it uses the same world map with all the same icons um and you you select your missions from that same map and the way they integrate cooking and all the resources is is really clever. So it does feel like an extension of Breath of the Wild. It feels like a love letter to that game. Um, still sort of button mashy combat, but it's it's very fun for what it is. So I think if you're a fan of Zelda and, a, and you're a fan of Breath of the Wild, it's definitely worth giving it a go, um, even if it doesn't quite live up to this is an amazing prequel. Um, mm. But, you know, to keep us going for Breath of the Wild 2, it's uh, it's definitely worth playing. So that I would recommend. Did you say you finished it? Not yet. I think I'm about halfway through. And from what I understand, the end of the story doesn't quite do what you expect. Because I guess we all know what happens in Breath of the Wild if you've played mm. it. So it's sort of leading towards that. And I think they sort of do something a little different. So... I'm intrigued mm. to know what happens, but I think it's not not what you expect. So we'll see. Is it canon? Not Ganon, but canon. Canon. Um, I think for that reason, it is and it isn't. Like it's, it mm. is, it is a prequel, and it is filling in those gaps, but it takes things a little bit differently. So yeah, yeah. Annie in the chat, uh, she recently finished, but she like yes. went through it all the way to finish. I don't know if you stream if you like streamed it and finished it because you were just desperate to get it out of the way or if you were just that gripped and you were uh you know and got to the end but yeah i you said you don't like frame the frame rate's not amazing so i'm like immediately trash pile for me. i mean that might just be because i've i recently got a new tv um which is bigger than the old one and now as soon as i play and obviously i've got used to playing the ps5 on it and now i put the switch in and all the colors seem really faded and mm. it's not sharp and that's just the switch itself but um i've just i've really picked up on that since getting a new tv uh yeah i've got the we've got a new tv as well downstairs it's an a, what's it called oled type thing but it also upscales it so i put animal crossing on there and it upscales it and smoothens it out and everything and i'm like oh my god what is this game it doesn't <laughs> it feels nothing like the one that i'm playing on my monitor here and i don't because i don't really play handheld much but yeah oh yeah when they uh when they up it or upscale it it just looks amazing yeah so the second game that i wanted to touch on is a game called Eakenfell which I hadn't heard of until Christmas. And it's this little indie game that has been the perfect Christmas game for me. I think at Christmas you want something nostalgic and wholesome and comforting. Um, and this really hits that spot. It's it's the kind of game where, you know, where you want to sit on the sofa and you want to curl up, um, you know, under a blanket with a cup of tea in the winter and just read a, a good book and immerse yourself in a good story in a good world. Eakenfell gives me that vibe. 
mainly because I've been playing it on handheld on the Switch and it is available on other consoles. Um, but it definitely, definitely has that vibe to it. Um, it is a sort of old school retro pixel top-down RPG. So okay. it's got those sort of Chrono Triggery, um, Secret of Mana, Golden Sun kind of vibe to it. Um, but it's set in a, a magical school about a group of witches. Um, so again, it's giving you that Harry Potter, the worst witch, the Sabrina kind of vibe to it. So it all feels very familiar, but in a really nice, comforting kind of nostalgic way um, that is sort of new school and old school. And it it feels up to date in that pretty much all the characters are LGBT in some way. And what's really nice about it is that they're just introduced with whatever pronouns they have. Um, they flirt with one another, but it's never a story point. It's never a big thing. They just are. And it's, mm. so it's really nicely normalized. normalized. Um, you know, everyone is accepted just for who they are. And then the story carries on. And it's a really cute story, really well told. The music's brilliant. Um, it's it's sort of chip tune music. And then it comes in with these with these vocal tracks. And each of the character has a different um vocal track of like rapping or, or pop or whatever that really suits their um their their personality um so the presentation of it's great and underneath all of that is a really really solid rpg um it's quite simple and straightforward but it's really well done the the battle system is sort of fire emblem meets paper mario so it plays out on a grid and each of the characters can move a certain number of squares uh, same as the enemies and their attacks um, can be hit um, in in certain patterns, so be that uh, like a line or a square or a zigzag or a cross. Um, so you have to maneuver yourself around enemies around the battlefield to uh, you know to to attack the enemies, um, and then you have to hit button prompts exactly the right time to attack or defend, very sort of Paper Mario style. So it's a really nice mix of those two styles of game. Um, and everything about it just works really well. It's really heartwarming and wholesome and, you know, it's gay witches in magic school. Like I think, I think a lot of people in, in, you know, in this community, I think will really enjoy playing that. Sounds really good. <laughs> like I'm yeah. tempted. How much is it? Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. but it, <laughs> I, I think, around, suck off? I think around, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I think around a tenner, I would imagine. Oh, okay. That's very good. I think I remember seeing this because there was lots of like, I think they went heavy. I believe they went heavy on the promotion or some people went heavy on the promotion on behalf of them when the Harry Potter game was announced. And it was like, hey, if you want to play a game about witches, you know, and not give money to a turf, then uh, try this one. Yeah, it came out back in October and completely passed me by until Christmas where it sort of cropped up again in a few end of year lists and things and... I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And I've absolutely loved it. Oh, how long is it? Do you know? I think it took me about 18 hours or so. So it's definitely okay. longer. Like it's a it's a good size quest. You know, it went on longer than I thought it would. So, uh, yeah, it's not like a quick afternoon. It, it's lasted me a good week or so over Christmas. Nice. Oh, well, that does sound really good. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, well, I've been playing a game as well. Uh, speaking of frame rates, we were like 10 minutes ago. Uh, yeah, I've been, I finished, do you know, what? I finished three games this year. This whole year. This year, <laughs> this whole year. Okay, in the last week, I have finished three games. I finished um, Phoenix Rising, which I think I might have already finished it last time, actually. 
Um, yeah, that was that was good. I also yeah finished um, a found, but I finished Ghosts of Tsushima. Which Tsushima. Finally, I got through it. I love that game. I obviously I picked it up when it first came out. Was like okay, this is cool, but it felt a bit more style over stu- substance because it was really really beautiful. It's really cool, but the combat was quite fast and. 30 FPS when you're having to spin around, especially in uh, Ghost of Tsushima, you can't lock on to your enemies. So you literally have oh, to be okay. turning around because it'll it's like swinging and slashing. It'll do a little mini lock on pretty much. If you are against somebody and you're attacking them, it's not going to, it won't show that you're locked onto them, but they're not going to miss by a millimeter. You know, it's going to be focused on the enemy. And it was great, but I don't like, these games i've been spoiled now i've been playing like the games like neo and stuff in and like pc games with quite fast action 60 fps is kind of my minimum that i can really tolerate for a long period of time um here we go yeah and they added a patch for the ps5 that put it at 4k with 60 fps and my god it feels like a different game like i'm doing all sorts of stuff going on crazy on the stream and then my brain is not going like oh my god i can't focus on anything it's all blurry and i'm having to spin around but no it's buttery smooth the game looks stunning and the story is really interesting so the story is completely humorless there's no humor it's pretty miserable it's yeah it's ve- and it's slow great as well. that's really selling it <laughs> it is sometimes you know sometimes you just need a chill slow game it's the opposite of Phoenix, where it's just like joke after joke after joke. They're coming straight at you here. I am a snob for 60 FPS misbehaving. I definitely am. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure why anybody isn't after playing games in 60 FPS. I think something like Animal Crossing is not necessary because you're moving slowly. But like when you're spinning the camera around, you need it. But yeah, know, the story itself is pretty is interesting. Like I was really gripped to it and progressed through all the way till the end. And it's one of those stories where it's just not overwhelming. Um, you know what you're doing, you know what you're expected to do, you know who all the characters are, who all the, yeah, who all the people are that you're interacting with. It's not too taxing on the brain and you can just, you go and do your, your missions and the story progresses interestingly. But there are also these things called tales. Um, there are some of these tales that go into like a weird supernatural type of thing, uh, that are very, these are quite short. Like there was one where I went to get a bow. And this, it was a long bow because you don't get a long bow at the start. You have to pretty Not much do bow. it. Not a short bow. It was a short Not quest, a short but bow. a long bow. It was a short quest with a long bow. Got it. Uh, well, it was actually kind of a long quest because I had to just follow a bunch of these blue flowers everywhere. It sounds, it was a lot more interesting than it sounds. But anyway, when I got there, I went into like this, some kind of evil realm where I was just covered in blood hmm. and I had to do this yeah, one-on-one fight with a guy um, to, to get this bow. And there was another one where it was all like, really mysterious and spooky but they're like the mini ones however these main tales you encounter these people along the way and then you can kind of progress their story um with various tales and their tales usually seven to nine quests but these are kind of meaty quests these quests can take a good hour we like 30 a minutes meaty to quest. an hour very meaty quest and i went uh and i noticed as well that they progress through the game so you start off in the lower area, the southern part of the island, then you go eventually to north and north. I mean, you see it immediately when you start the game. And yeah, these opening tales all tend to be around the south part of the island, and then they progress as you progress through the main story. I, go, I went through about three for each of them, 
Uh, but I eventually just decided to stop those and, and continue with the campaign. But like that is something that I would love to go back to because it's so much more than just a little side quest. So much more than, you know, oh, I need to go here and get this person's flowers. There you get the XP and you move on. No, these are actually integral. And actually, they they do play a big part because right at the very end, not a spoiler alert, but it kind of is. Well, it's not a spoiler alert. There are those people that you progressed with at the end of it. They will, I imagine that they give you, if you finished all of their tales, I imagine they will maybe even give you something or they will comment on it. Whereas when I just walked around at the end before the final battle, they were all, I was, I just kept to keep promising to them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go back and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll help kill that person that uh, murdered your family. And yeah, we're going to go and uh, we'll find that uh, student of yours who, uh, who went rogue. And <laughs> so I was just walking around because it's like, you can talk to all of your companions and every single one I spoke to my character was like, yeah, sorry, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't finish your tale. We'll, we'll get to it eventually. You are a bad samurai, Ben. Yeah, it, I just felt like I was really selfish because I was there doing my main story and getting to the end of my quest. <laughs> this quest is line. my tale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were all like, oh, you helped me for a little bit, didn't you? but you didn't really help me all the way. <laughs> but that kind of gives me a reason to go back because those tales were really beautifully, to uh, like really beautifully told. And I'm sure there are some people who would probably prefer those tales to the actual main story quest because it was really intricate to these characters that you were helping. And there's some of them, yeah, some of them I remember much more clearly than the actual main story itself but i mean the game itself what i also love about it is it it does follow the typical like tropes of a uh, open world you know you've got these question marks on the map however they're all really really different like one of them could be just chasing a fox to go to a statue and then you pray and you get something but there's somewhere like it's a haiku i don't know if i mentioned this i think i mentioned this on the game of the year podcast but like you'll sit and it will just look out over the vista and you can choose from you three options. You did mention this, I remember, even if you okay. don't. No, I definitely did. But um, <laughs> don't we, nobody, nobody listened to that podcast. But it's just so, like, you compose a haiku and he reads it out while looking over the sea or whatever beautiful landscape there is. Yeah, these kind of little mini quests or mini side inter points of interest or whatever, just, they are all very, very different and there's never I never I thought I would get bored of any repetition but in the end I didn't yeah it's uh, it's definitely on my list to play I think as soon as I saw pictures and trailers I thought I have to play this and then yeah. the reviews were sort of it's a 7 out of 10 it's solid but a bit unoriginal and a bit repetitive and I thought mm, okay maybe I've got other priorities but it's definitely on my list to play I think as much as you're a 60 FPS snob, I think playing it on PS5 will will look good. So it does. I will definitely give it a go. I have got so much, like so well, so many screenshots now saved <laughs> on my PS5. I need to go around and I just need to stick them on a USB and delete them because I swear that's like half my PS5 storage now. Same. And also, the, we need to try the co-op mode as well because apparently the co-op mode is like there are articles about how that game about how that mode is like should be a game on its own apparently it's so Interesting. good well i will have to get a copy and let you know indeed you will shall we okay, split Ed. some headlines go on what's been in the news this week <laughs> split the headlines sorry so what's been splitting the headlines yeah um a quick one to start with is that the persona soundtracks are now officially on spotify and apple music so if you're a fan of persona you can now listen to all of the soundtracks. Um, I've actually only played five, but the music of that is phenomenal. So yeah. 
I'm more than happy to go and listen to that. Um, if you type in Persona, though, it probably won't come up because they're all in Japanese. So you will need to find a link from somewhere um, to take you to the official one, unless you know Japanese and can type it in yourself. Exactly. Um, but definitely go and give that a listen because they are brilliant. We're getting some new Persona news as well, aren't we, at some point? Uh, well, Atlas said. Is that part of the news? It's not. Oh. But <laughs> but it, know, might, just... it might be part of the uh, games to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, that's well, a lot of people are like, oh, they should remake Persona 1 and 2 because that wasn't released. And then I feel like the people that say that don't know anything about Persona 1 and 2 because <laughs> those games are nothing like what Persona 3 yeah. to 5 are. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. educate yourself. Yeah, I've, I downloaded 4 in the Steam sale, so I'm excited to start that. Because I've heard that it's better than 5, but also apparently not. So, I we shall see. really tempted to buy it on the Vita, but I just remember it was never in a sale, and it was always like £45 or whatever, so I never actually bought it. It was like 10 quid in the Steam sale. So, I couldn't not... Couldn't I need to finish not. Royal first. Exactly, exactly. Uh, moving on, Twitch news. Um, <gasps> just to touch on... I guess events from yesterday is that the PogChamp emote has now been removed by Twitch. Um, now you're a streamer and I'm not, so you probably know more about this emote than I do. But it's it it represents uh, Ryan Gutierrez, I believe, um, okay. and uh, he has said some fairly controversial think things. Let's say um, very offensive, and, uh, very yes. supporting treasonous activities, and pretty much promoting violence. Yes. So Twitch yeah. said, we've made the decision to remove the PogChamp emote following statements from the face of the emote encouraging further violence. Uh, we want the sentiment and use of Pog to live on. Um, so I'm presuming they're going to come up with a new emote or some other new thing. So uh, yeah. if you're wondering why it's gone and you're on Twitch now, then that's why. Exactly. And I've got my own version. So if anybody would like to, uh, you know, if you type in the colon and then PogChamp and you're sub to the channel, you can uh, you can use mine instead. That was from when I beat the first boss, the first main boss in Sekiro. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad they were so fast. They were so fast in removing it, yeah. um, which is unusual. But good Very, for them. But, but could work for once. Yeah, we had somebody in the chat earlier today who's been following me since June. They just posted, oh, I can't believe that they've uh, removed the PogChamp emote and then cried. And then like a few minutes later posted the same thing. And then a few <laughs> minutes later posted the same thing. I was like... Are you looking for me to say, isn't it terrible? Or are you want like, what are you trying to do? Yes. Biggest Benis will not be provoked. Yeah. Don't try it. <laughs> I will be provoked. Oh. I was, I was close to being provoked. Some, I posted that because uh, Twitch said that they're going to be updating it with like a community one. And I posted this one and somebody called me, called it cringed and forced. Wow. Even though wow. it was a natural thing that I did during a, a stream <laughs> after trying to Screw get a boss them. for hours. Fuck them. Oh, people um, on the internet are the worst, aren't they? they All are. of them. They really are. Um, <laughs> in Switch news, which relates to what we were just talking about, um, data miners have unearthed details of a Switch Pro um, mm. coming in the latest firmware update of the Switch. Now, people have been talking about a Switch Pro for a while. Um, the main thing being that it will have 4K resolution, which will be lovely for our new TVs. Um, and apparently it's going to have an OLED screen as well. So whether it's handheld or on the TV, it's going to look a lot sharper. Obviously, none of this is confirmed by Nintendo, so we don't know yet. But it's one of the things a lot of people are expecting this year. Um, Nintendo usually do a refresh of the hardware. And we have already had the light. 
But considering mm. so many people now are getting 4K TVs, especially with the with the other Sony and Microsoft consoles out, I think it's quite likely that we're going to get a new Switch at some point in the future, if not this year. Um, so maybe sooner than we think. Oh, are you going to upgrade, Ben? Definitely, 100%. Oh, just imagine if it actually runs Animal Crossing at a decent frame rate when you put down quite a few items. That would be <laughs> amazing. I don't know if that's an Animal Crossing thing or a Switch hardware thing, but or a mix of both. Yep. But yeah, give us a patch. I'd, it hasn't even been announced, but I already want an Animal Crossing patch for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would, be, you know, that would be really good, though. And it's, yeah, I do feel like it's the hardware is limited. Like, not only um, Age of Calamity, but like the frame rate issues in quite a few games uh like linked to the past that was like i don't know if i think they patched bits but it was certainly kind of okay juddery at parts uh with a few enemies i was watching a digital foundry video because i've not actually played it but they also said it. and apparently phoenix immortals phoenix rising doesn't run incredibly well on the switch yeah. links awakening sorry not linked to the past oh yes oh yeah <laughs> links awakening has some has, has a few problems as yeah links link to the past look probably runs quite well yeah that's the, i was Switch. thinking like are you sure i can't run a snes game <laughs> told you i haven't played it yet <laughs> well maybe you should then or maybe i should yeah you definitely should um yeah, that's, so, that's, yeah. can i say that's, that's awesome what do you think it's going to be called though the switch up that's my guess that's a terrible name um <laughs> switch you <laughs> oh no we don't need that confusion again absolutely not <laughs> I mean, people keep saying Switch Pro. I don't know how official that might be or if Nintendo will come up with something different. Unique. Yeah, they wouldn't call it... A, I guarantee they're not going to call it a Pro. Yeah. Because that's... It's the PlayStation Pro. <laughs> well, Nintendo quite. wouldn't. They're not going to... They're not going to copy Sony, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Switch X. No, something, can't do that. Something weird Switch and me. gamery. Yeah. Switch. <laughs> anyway... We can speculate yeah. until it happens, which oh, it may the, or may yeah. not do. Annie's, Annie's probably right. They probably call it the new Switch. <laughs> like they did the new DS, the new oh, 3DS. God, yeah. uh, Switch yeah. 1 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want an Xbox situation. Um, in <laughs> more rumours, um, mm -hmm. it's been rumoured that Netflix are looking at doing a game uh, to TV adaptation of The Elder Scrolls. Now, they've obviously already done The Witcher, which was really big last year. Um, and they've been doing Castlevania in the anime, which has been great. Um, so there's been rumours that apparently they are looking at doing The Elder Scrolls. So um, which era of it, I don't know. Hopefully Skyrim. It's probably the most popular. Um, and apparently there's also already plans for Fallout as well. Um, but nothing's been confirmed by Netflix or Bethesda or Microsoft, who now owns them. So uh, it's just a rumour, but we could get a nice fantasy epic uh, fantasy epic on Netflix. I'd be down for that. I never really got into the Elder Scrolls world games, so maybe uh, maybe this would. Only, only Skyrim for me. Um, I don't know. I feel like fantasy could go either way. It could be super cheesy, like the World of Warcraft film, or, you know, it could actually be quite good in a sort of Game of Thronesy kind of way I could picture. So we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of bad frame rate, Skyrim on the Switch. I played that. I haven't played that. I mean, I played it on PS3, so I haven't played any sort of upgrade. Uh, well, it's not an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> there were many glitches when I played the three or four hours that I played. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did get yeeted into the sun by a giant, though. That was fun. Oh, that's expected on whatever version. Yeah. We love a bug. (laughs) And final bit of news is that there has been a tease of the next game from Gen Design. Now, you might be thinking, who the hell are Gen Design? Who the hell are Gen Design? (laughs) Gen Design was set up uh, back in 2014. And it's made up of uh, people and developers who worked on Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, and The Last Guardian, because they were all directed by Fumito Ueda as part of Team Eco, um, and he left Sony back in 2011, which was a lot of the sort of disruption with The Last Guardian. So he's formed a new company called Gen Design, and they released um, a little happy 2021 thing. Um, and in the numbers 2021 were four games and they've only released three so far. So in the final one was a little image of whatever their new project is. So that's all we have to go on. We don't know anything else. Um, looking at the color palette of the image, it looks like it's going to be very similar. Um, probably some sort of lone character in a, in a bleak fantasy world. Um, but those three games are probably three of my absolute favorites from all time. So anything that this team are going to do, I'm all over like a rash. So I am very, very excited to see what happens. And if it's 2021, hopefully it might even come out this year. Maybe it's not far to wait. So or not long to wait, I should say. Last Guardian. You enjoyed that, did you? Love The Last Guardian. It's one of the best games on PS4. Mm. And you're going to tell me you hated it, aren't you? I know I just stopped halfway through, but it was good. How can you if stop you... halfway through that game? Uh, I was like, that thing's probably going to die and I'm going to get sad, so uh, I'm not going to play it. Uh, I have heard about the PS5 version, though. No. So on the... I might be completely speaking bollocks here, but this is not. I've read that um, the PS4 Pro version is 60 FPS. Because of course it is. Of course it is. And then the PS5 version, though, has a patch that isn't 60 FPS, so it, it plays worse on the PS5 than the PS4 Pro. Oh. Which is weird. That's not ideal. No. Excellent. I'm not have... wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right there. I have played the VR sort of little side thing that came out, which was very weird, where you're kind of stood there and you look up and this huge dog bird thing is like right on your face, yeah, um, uh, which is that weird. So it only it runs at 60 FPS on PS5, but only if you have the disc, which I have, and you don't yes. have any updates. <laughs> so it must be the disc version with no updates. That's the only way you can play Got with it. 60 FPS. Oh, Weird. isn't it un isn't it uncapped and then they capped the frame rate in an update. So if that it's uncapped, right. they can they can bump it up on the PS5 yeah. automatically, but otherwise it's capped. Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Weird. Weird. So there we go. And they All were the right. major headlines to be split this week. Well, so what has been splitting opinions, Ed? Well, this week, as it's the first podcast of 2021, we are going to have a little look ahead at what's coming out this year that everyone can look forward to. Um, We have made, well, we found a long list online. And if you watch the awards and game of the year, you'll know that lists take us a very long time to go through. So I have compiled a shorter list that is still quite long that we're going to have a little look through and pick out uh, some of the top games to look out for. Um, Some of them are us hoping. Some of them are definite. Um, Yes. So, yes. 
Interesting. Right, let's go and... Well, what was our most anticipated game of the year? Well, that was Joint, which was Final Fantasy XVI and Breath of the Wild 2, neither of which are confirmed for this year. So <laughs> we can but hope. Yeah, Mr. Wibble says, Halo Infinite. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> is it, No, Halo Infinite is kind of scheduled for this year. Uh, yeah, it's scheduled for October because it's the anniversary okay. of the very first one. So, That's why um, it got pushed back, actually, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a strong chance that will eventually come out. Um, will it be good? That's a different story. I mean, I confession, I have never played a Halo game. I played I half mean, that, of the first one. That's a, Yeah, I mean, that's a lie. I played a similar half of the first one, but I played it on a really old laptop of, like years ago and it didn't run very well. Um, I played it when I got my Xbox One S and it's, it was cool, but it was definitely an old game and it was just... So you go to an area, then you move to another area, then to another area, and every single one of those areas was identical. It was like a building, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I was just in this area. I'm like, am I going around in circles here? Because every single area that I'm moving to is identical. But that's just like old game, reusing assets and stuff. I mean, I think Halo is very associated with Xbox, but in, in theory, I presume it will be coming to Games Pass, which means on a PC I'll be able to play it. So the Master Chief so. Collection is on Games Pass, so... It is my plan this year to at least play through those before Infinite, in theory, comes out. Good luck. I think I'll just watch somebody play it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're quite short. I think the one player is quite short, so not too difficult to whip through. Yeah. If we can touch on Zelda, though, because that was my most anticipated game of the year, which was hopeful. And I mm. think there's a very strong chance that it will come out. It's been a year and a half now, I think, since that first trailer, and we've heard nothing else about it. So... There has yeah. to be news about it this year. I think the Switch lineup is looking pretty bleak this year. Um, so I'm presuming that there will be stuff in the pipeline that we just don't know about yet. And I think Breath of the Wild is going to be that that flagship game, partly because it's just so anticipated, but also because this year is the 35th anniversary of the first Zelda game, just as last year was the same anniversary for Mario. And we got Mario 3D All-Stars and some other little Mario games. So... I am very hopeful that this is going to be a very strong year for Zelda. Oh. I'm I, my my dream alongside Breath of the Wild 2 is that they release this this dream triple pack of Wind Waker, Twilight Princess and um the other one I can't remember I didn't like it. Um that apparently is rumored, but the other two Ocarina were both on time. Wii U. No, um <laughs> Skyward Sword, there we go. Yeah. It was crap, don't play it. Um the uh, the other two both came out on on Wii U, and uh, I don't understand why we don't yet have ports yep. on Switch. So some sort of triple pack of those, I think, would be a dream. Um, and uh, yeah, I think hopefully there's more in store for Zelda. So that's definitely my, something to keep out, keep an eye out. My for. little orgasmic groan then was thinking about playing um, the Wind Waker HD. Ugh. Oh, I want to play. I only. I got like halfway through it and oh, you're gonna uh, say, oh I love this game but I didn't finish it no I have told you before my Wii U tablet died and okay. I could only play in like 30 minute chunks and I couldn't find a pro controller under the price of like 90 pounds I was like okay I'll wait because I'm sure it'll come okay. to the switch as soon as that comes out <laughs> was it four years later now <laughs> I'm exactly. still waiting we can hope uh, so uh, yes so it's going to be a good fear for Zelda I hope yes I hope I really, oh, I'd love that. Also, I'm really um, excited about one of my, well, the first one was my game of the year. The second one was in my top 10. Hitman 3 is coming out very soon. Um, yes. And ne is I'm, it next week? Oh, God, I'm going to have to save up. Yeah, I think, I think it so. is. 
it's brilliant. If you've not played Hitman, it's just kind of comedy stealth. Um, they've released, <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah. They've released, and especially if you're shit at stealth like me, it's still fun. Um, but they've released a trailer. I've not seen it yet, but every single person has seen it and said, ah, now I understand why IO Interactive got the James Bond license because apparently <laughs> it's just like something. Have you seen it? Because apparently it's just like something from James Bond. Yeah, um, exactly. Like Are you going to play it in VR? No. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to play in VR. I like VR, but VR's, I like VR for like rhythm games and weird stuff. Like that's more my VR type experience that I enjoy. Yes. Um, we've not got too long, so quickly tell us some games that you are. Um, oh, actually, no, I'm looking at the wrong time. We do have a little. We've got. A, I mean, we started yeah. late, so we've got we've got a few. Minutes. We did. Yeah. We've got a few um, can I say the other game I'm looking forward to as well, and I'm going to play it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it for probably about ten hours and then put it down. As opposed to steal it. Or... Uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I'll buy it and I probably won't play that much of it because I'll remember that it was quite difficult. Is Neo, Neo One and Two remastered for the PS5? Yes, I included that because I thought you might say that. Mm. And I'll probably get to the first island again and stop. Unless you get it and we can go and uh, do some co-op. Another one for the list. That I'm sure yeah. will happen at some point. I'm going to play some Final Fantasy fourteen tomorrow. Yes, maybe I might join you. That's another thing, by the way, that's going to be this year. They're Apparently in February they're going to announce the next expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen. Very nice, very nice. Another game that I'm very excited about that comes out in a couple of months' time is Returnal, which is a PS5 game which is made by Housemark, I believe they're called, um, who made Resogun and a few other PlayStation exclusives, and they do a lot of sort of arcadey, shooty-type games. But this one is full 3D, third-person shooter, sort of looks a bit bullet-helly, a bit spacey horror, um, but looks like it's a bit of a step up from what they've done before. Um, so I think that is going to be a really fun game to look out for. Um, I think the next couple of months are a little dry in terms of releases, mm. um, but that looks like a really good one to look out for. Um, the couple you've just mentioned... We've also got, uh, speaking of Switch ports, Super Mario 3D World is coming back mm. um, and is going to have online multiplayer, so that will be good. Um, we've got Monster Hunter Rise, which uh, any Monster Hunter fan will know that that is the first one back on a Nintendo console, back on a handheld console since Monster Hunter World, uh, which was brilliant, and I think it's going to be bringing a lot of that back to the Switch. You also get a dog companion, so what's not to love there? Um there's... The cat ones. I mean, the cat ones were great, but I'm I prefer dogs. Um, so we'll take that. Um, Lost half the viewers now. <laughs> sorry. Um, there's also Deathloop, which is mm. uh, which looks really cool. It's um, it's you as an assassin, and you have to assassinate certain people. But then there is an assassin trying to assassinate you, and that assassin is played by another person online. So it's sort of a nice mix of sort of PvP, PvE, I think. Is it PvE when it's against the computer? PvE, player versus go. environment. There you go. I mean, I yeah. don't know what these things stand for. Um, yeah, it's a really nice mix of that, so I think that looks really interesting. And they're also both black, and we definitely want some good representation. So uh, that's going to be a really fun little game, I think. Yeah, Deathloop looks interesting. I keep seeing it on the PlayStation Store, because the PS5 Store is a mess but every single time i go and look at it it's like death loops coming out i like 90 percent of all the games on uh, the playstation store is just coming soon <laughs> you click on it like oh that looks a really cool game coming in q4 of 2021 like, oh okay 
Yeah. So well, that's, that's, got that's, sorry, that's the next few. The oh, you missed Nia. Nia Replicant. The oh, remake. It's like a remake, isn't it? Rather than a remaster. I think it's a lot of changed of the yes. original Nia. Yes. I mean, the Nia series really picked up with Nia Automata, which I'm going to lose you some more followers, but I feel like is a bit overrated. So I'm about to start playing that tomorrow uh, yeah. for the first time. I I've know. downloaded it. It's it's definitely worth playing. And if I can give you one tip, it would be ignore the side quests, at least for the first few hours, because okay. they, they drag you all around the map and they're really boring and laborious and pointless. Um, and uh, I, I start to get really bored of it. But I think if you focus on the main story, it's interesting and it's got a great battle system and it's an interesting world. I think for me, it just outstayed its welcome a little bit. Sorry, everyone gonna upset some people now i know but i'm intrigued about this remake because i think having played that i'm intrigued to know where the uh where the series came from and to see what they change so mm. uh well yes. before we go on to the other stuff that's come out let's quickly go into the uh discord and see what people have been saying as their favorites let's um so Gemma, aka canadian book girl says i know it's not a game but i'm looking forward to the mario items in animal crossing new horizons i think it could be awesome or a total letdown i hope it's very cool and nostalgic but i'm worried it'll be overhyped It'll be interesting how much we can, yeah, how much gets added because you know how very, very overly protective Nintendo are um, yes. with their stuff. So I don't know if it'll be like three items that you must go on and do so much to do and it'll just be a cap or something like that. It but, will be a cap and a moustache. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it'll be I mean, I think... see that. Yeah, but also do you, people think it's going to be March the 10th. Okay. Because well, that's of, the anniversary, right? Well, March 10th is Ma 10. Oh, that's clever, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be interesting to see what Animal Crossing does this year because we've had nearly a year with it. It's the biggest selling Switch game of the year or almost ever and, you know, whatever else. So I think uh, Nintendo have something on their hands to uh, to actually add more stuff to that and, and keep people playing. So I'm intrigued to know what they what they add in. Vainslay uh, says... Uh, their favorite or their most anticipated is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes. Same. The remastered version of the original trilogy. I want to relive one of my favorite series, and it's good for people new to the series like me uh, to get into. Because I couldn't ever get into it. I've mentioned it a few times. I couldn't get into the first Mass Effect because of the controls. Oh, I thought and you had played them. No, I only played, I've only finished Andromeda. Oh, and I, oh, I enjoyed oh. Okay, Andromeda. you have so much to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that original like trilogy is so good yeah i i tried a few times but just i didn't want to start at two or three and i mean three i had the demo on the ps3 and i remember i played it about four times like i i played it four times because i just loved everything about it but yeah i really didn't want to start at number three so uh so i started yeah. on two because it came to oh. ps3 because the first one was an xbox exclusive for a while so i started with two and that had a weird comic book that took you through the story of the first one. Um, mm. And then I think about a year or so later, they then, um, they then released one on uh, as, as like a, as a download. So I went back and played that. And actually one is my favorite, which a lot of oh. people, I think it's like their least favorite of the three. For me, I just really like the story of the first one. Um, and I really like the characters. I think it's much more, sort of clunky rpg they smoothed over the combat a lot a lot towards especially in the third one but i sort of like the clunky rpg-ness of it to be honest um That's rg what rpg-ness okay yeah 
So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to play that again. I mean, I'm more excited to see what comes next in the series. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I like, I, I'm, I like something fresh. But. Yeah. Gemma uh, against this. I'm also excited about the new Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm a smidge concerned about the representation in the game, so I'm looking forward to more info. I always thought like, Resident Zero Dawn felt very good with representation, but I don't know if the new one's causing any concern. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a, I like that it's a sort of matriarchal society, um, which mm. I definitely appreciated, and a, and a, a good um, female protagonist. Yeah, I do like. really like the original, though. I, I enjoyed it it's like a really solid eight out of ten where it's not doing anything super new but mm. is really polished and well done i thought the combat was interesting um and it's an interesting world but the structure of it is very um it's just similar to your typical ubisoft kind of open world game so i'm intrigued to know what they do differently for this one my mm. concern is that they've said that it's also coming out on ps4 and I just feel like we're at a point now, especially with the whole cyberpunk debacle of, can we just stick to one console and make it yeah. work on that? Because I'm, I'm worried that it won't take advantage as much as it could of the PS5. And maybe it won't even run very well on PS4. So I would rather they just said, you know what, let's cut PS4 and move on to PS5 now. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm, I know I'd, it's one of those like gatekeeping type things, but it's, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, just a couple more because we're going to have to finish. But Money says I'm going to be that bitch. Breath of the Wild 2. Yep, <laughs> I'm sure. We're many, all that bitch, Money. <laughs> we are. And Annie says uh, she's looking very much for looking forward to a Neo Replicant remake, remastered, new version, whatever it is. Um, yep. I'm excited to experience one of my favorite stories again. So Annie loved the original uh, from back in 2009. And wow. she says, knowing the devs and especially the director, yep, anything they change or add is going to be interesting. Yes. Mm, interesting. Mm, L. Interesting. But I'm... I'm going to play yeah, Neo Automata, try and finish that, and then see whether this new Replicant one's going to be, you know, as as interesting, whether I like, Very uh, nice. like it or Very not. Very nice. So, Shall we just have a really, like, quick round of other stuff that people need to look out for? Um, if we can do it in one minute. Okay. Um, Eastwood, I think, is going to come out this year. Top-down SNES-style RPG definitely needs to be played. Um, the God of War sequel is going to be great. Goodbye Volcano High, which is the sort of gay dinosaur in school thing, which was at the PlayStation um, okay. launch thing. That's going to be great. Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song, I'm very, very excited about. Um, definitely want to play that. Ratchet and Clank is comes out in a yes. couple of months' time, I think. Well, actually, we don't know, but I'm hoping soon. Um, that's going to be brilliant. New Resident Evil. Um, we've got some some new Shin Megami Tensei games, um, which if you like Persona, you'll enjoy. Um, game called Solar Ash, which is from the developers of Hyper Light Drifter, uh, which is a phenomenal kind of Zelda-y, metroid -y kind of game. They've got something new, which is going to be great. Um, Stray, which is Cats in Cyberpunk, which is, I mean, who doesn't want that? Um, and and loads of others. Ghostwire Tokyo, that's going to be cool. It's a new Shinji Mikami game. Yeah, and 12 um, Minutes is, is a game from Annapurna Interactive, which looks very interesting as well. Or it's yes. published by them. Yes. So it must be good. Exactly. So there is lots to look forward to. Hopefully some good queer representation. Hopefully some good next-gen titles and uh, and stuff that really makes use of the brand new consoles that we've just spent a lot of money on. And we can there's stuff that we can talk about on this throughout the year. That's what we like. All right. Well, that was 
split the screen. Don't forget this weekend I am going to be doing um, my 24-hour stream for four years on Twitch and Plug. raising money for mermaids. And if anybody donates £100 or more, they get to choose a topic. So who knows? Maybe even next week we'll be talking about something that a person, a very generous person, has chosen for us to talk about. Please make it sensible. Yeah. It'll be like our favorite. Who's the sexiest video game characters? That would be a good one, wouldn't it? Uh, it, it, it would. I mean, that's yeah. got me thinking already. I think I know. Biggs from Final Fantasy VII Remake. A great choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but that's, that's potentially a future one. Someone's definitely going to suggest that now. An episode about cars, <laughs> like car video games. That oh, would be interesting. No. I quite like the odd car video game. I mean, Gran Turismo 7's coming out this year, so... I like the yeah. rally games. I like a one. Mario Kart or an F-Zero. Now, F-Zero is a game we need this year. Come on, Nintendo. Pull your finger out. Ed, how can we find you? You can find me on the social medias at Ed underscore Knights with an N. Okay, and uh, I'm biggestbenus.com. If you go to biggestbenus.com, it is coming soon, but I think there are some little links that you can click on there and find my socials as well. Very nice. Yeah, look at that. Quick and, like, uh, streamlined. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back next Thursday. Same time, same place, same weird couple of people. Um, and live as always. As always, we are, I love the people in the chat today like, oh my God, it's live this week. Like, damn it, it we were getting a reputation that it's not. No, we are <laughs> live every single time except for potentially over Christmas and New Year and maybe if you go on holiday or something in the summer. Although I'll probably just replace you with somebody for a week. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> already thinking about it. <laughs> wow, I'm cut already. <laughs> All right, so... Thank you very, very much for watching. Go to splitthescreen.com if you want to uh, get access to listening to this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, or on RSS feeds, or whatever your podcast player is. Uh, we've, been, uh, we've been added to Pandora. Have which we? Which is big in America. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah. All right. Nice. So, all right. Um, See wait. you all next week. Stay. No, what's the... Be there. Be there. Or yep. be... Split. Split.